Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Go Play That podcast. I'm here with Tom Wolford. Hello. And my name is Rob Cook, and we have been playing No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. And we are going to talk about it at length today, uh, because it's been taking up most of our of our week. We've been anticipating it. Uh, I ended up pre-ordering it uh, a day before it launched. Uh, I'm playing on PC, and Tom, you're playing on PS4, so we've got a nice broad range to talk about yep i did um, get the pre-order bonuses as well yeah so so did i it's like this uh the ship right that's the only the thing ship i got some no i got i got some other stuff i don't know if it was a special thing on ps4 perhaps uh i got like ten thousand credits okay or units uh a ship i got some rare minerals mm. and the possibility of a new pistol Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. I just got a special ship, which it bugs you about in the in the corner before before you've really done anything. It's like redeem. Yeah, quick. that's that's probably going to be about the most negative thing I'll say about the game. Is just by the time I got the pre order stuff, yeah, uh, the gun I had is better than the gun it wants to give me. Well, I was going to say ten thousand units is nothing. Nothing. Really, nothing. Um, and the gun that I've got now is actually better than the gun, and so it keeps chirping away in the corner like you've got unredeemed items or like i've declined it 10 times yeah i also had a what i just say would say is a bug um i had to i had to create some kind of metal sheet to then create an upgrade for the jetpack i did it but it was still telling me to create the metal sheet in the in the bottom corner so whenever it didn't have anything more important to say it would keep flashing that in the in the <laughs> in the corner like yeah. yeah, I've done it, mate. So what I did <laughs> is I deconstructed the upgrade, reconstructed it, and it was still there. So <laughs> the tester in me yeah. tried to flush <laughs> it out, but to no avail. No. Um, so we're going to talk about, well, we kind of kind of review the game, like an, a review in progress, really. Uh, it's very early days. Um, I've been playing since Friday, although I did uh, stay up until 5.30 a.m. last night. Okay, um, that wasn't the night you put your microphone in the fridge, was it? No, that was that was the day of that evening. I okay. woke up and I couldn't find my microphone. Um, so I I had a I had a Monster Energy in my bag. Came home from work because like, okay, I didn't drink it. I was fine today, and I don't I don't drink them often. So it's just like uh, I woke up on Friday. I was like, okay, today's going to be rough. <laughs> I'm going to put this <laughs> in my bag, um, and I got home put it on my desk like okay i'll put that in the fridge before i go to bed later uh woke up saturday morning where the fuck is my microphone and it's this uh metal uh yeti like a professional kind of professional microphone so it's it got really cold <laughs> <laughs> but i was looking for it everywhere it's like i know i unplugged it and i and then here i am this saturday morning where is it and then open the fridge half an hour later and it's there, crisp, Cold <laughs> ready for a session of Overwatch. <laughs> Cold mic and a warm kind of Yeti. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Uh, warm kind of monster. I'm ready to go. The, the monster was in the fridge as well. I, I, I put them both away. Oh, good. But I must have had, like, why did I have the Yeti in my hand? Whatever. Um, 
You've been playing a lot, basically. Is so what yeah, I played a five-hour yeah. session on Saturday night. I played a bit this morning. I played a bit on Friday night, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, I know too. you are too. Yeah. So, yeah. firstly, we're going to talk about what we like about the game. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about what we've done so far, I guess, because uh, you you tweeted out this morning. Um, what did you say? You said you you'd been to. You'd like walk six once. planets, one warp, three starships, and but a hundred words. I've learned a hundred words. Yeah, yeah, that's that's intense because I've learned less than fifty. I have warped five or six times, mm-hmm. and I think this is just between us, uh, us doing playing the game the way we play other games. Like you are, you're scouring planets. Yeah, I'm. I'm playing. Uh, uh, this may well be the death of me. <laughs> But I'm playing the game like I would play any sort of Ubisoft collector mode. Mm, mm. Like three times I told myself today, because I found a, in my, my second galaxy, I've, I've warped out of the first one. Sure. But even in the first one, I went back to my original planet because I left it because my girlfriend wanted to see the space travel okay. part. Yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, get in your spaceship and go. So I'm like, okay, I'll show you space. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll fly around a bit. Went to a space station, landed on another planet, and then I was like... Something inside me was like, dude, you have to go back. Because <laughs> I left with like two species not scanned out of like eight on the first planet that I was on. Right. Because it, t- it shows you, the, the the pause menu shows you uh, what beacons that you can activate on that planet and species that you can. It doesn't show you all the beacons. It, that They just appear as you discover them. Okay. Um, what it does do is it gives you a list of question marks, which oh, is. Oh, right. Um, yes. The basically the fauna that you can scan. The flora mm. doesn't mean shit. It just gives you money, as far as I can see. Or he- health or shielding. No, but I mean, if you upload it, like if you're uploading the data. Oh yeah, yeah. You get you get it for uploading them, but then you get for for fauna you you get money for discovering them and then uploading the discovery. You get even more. Yeah, exactly. And then if you collect the full set, you get a massive bonus. Oh, okay. So off that first planet, there were eight species. I discovered all eight. I scanned all eight, and I got two hundred thousand creds or units. Like um, wow, okay, yeah. So it's worth doing. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. So I flew back to that planet even after leaving it. I was like, whoa, this you know you're going too fast for me here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna fly back to my starting planet. Um, find the rest of the stuff. Sure. So I spent a good couple of hours on that first planet. Uh, sort of the second planet I went to didn't have any fauna. Hmm. Um, but I'm playing I'm playing this game as like an action biologist. Okay. Like I'm going to scan all your animals and if you cause me any trouble, I'm just going to shoot you in the face. You're, you're filling out Wikipedia. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you know. Um, so I finally warped, which is, I mean, people, there is a story, but I'm not even really sure about anything when you so when you started before doing anything did you activate the atlas thing like the glowing red orb thing yeah i've activated two of them but i've also in my travels discovered two more things from two people who are telling me to go somewhere Polo else. and nada nada yeah, yeah i i think i activated that so you go to the when you're in space you press down on the d-pad and it shows you the galaxies. The galaxy map, yeah. Uh, and there are different tabs. That One is just journey to the center of the universe. 
the other one is uh, free roam. So it doesn't give you any direction. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to amass other other directions, right? Other objectives that give you different goals to go towards. So I'm currently following the Atlas one and I've there's like 10 jumps and I've done like six. So once I've done 10, something else is going to happen. But in the meantime, I'm just exploring around and I'm making quick progress because I'm discovering the game on my own. Like I've not read anything about well, it. Well, I think this is the point that me and you like... I'm really looking forward to talking to about the game uh, with you because I don't think either of us read any right. preview stuff or listened to any of the hype or what was supposed to be in the game or what was not supposed to be in the game or sure. how it's supposed to work, etc. Et yeah, I, I, I saw some early trailers and I wasn't even planning to really get it. Um, then Lorena and I got to playing the forest and that has some survival stuff and as the game was releasing on, on PS4 this week and, and I knew you were playing it, I, th- I, I wanted to, to experience that as well. Um, so I picked it up. But yeah, that means that I've gone in cold completely. So you're, you're going through the story the way that you, you see it unfolding. In yeah. But, uh, so you're actively following the story, like you're following the missions and, and jumping to where it tells you to jump. And Yeah, but that doesn't really give you too much that it's it's not a heavy story it's a loose thread that pushes me in a direction rather than you know unfolding a, a true story like it may eventually lead somewhere but right now it's just a means to having Travel. a path yeah i mean this is the thing i didn't even know what you just said about selecting the different pages i saw free roam yeah on the on the the warp jump, it's just different. It's like different coordinates in your GPS, basically. Right. I didn't even know you could switch that, so I just jumped to whatever was the next galaxy. I didn't even see what page I was on, mm. so I don't know actually at the moment if I'm going Atlas or Polo and Nada. Because even Nada yeah. and Polo, I found in a random factory. Yes. Somewhere that I found, and they were like beep 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 coordinates. Follow this. So, were you following Atlas until that point? Well, I, I got the Atlas Stone that's right at the beginning. I think sure. it's like even where your it's ship next is to the crashed, ship, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have no no real option. Um, but I, I'm not following anything. <laughs> After I fixed my ship, I, I scoured my first planet pretty hard, and then I took off. Okay. Fu- flew to a couple of other places, like a space station and the planet, then warped out. But like I say, I didn't even notice that there was like a like a route. Sure. So I just warped to whatever was next on my path. Yeah. For me, I was following what felt like a tutorial, um, like l- loosely guiding you along and getting you to experience different things. And I, and I think that whether I was following that path or not, it will end up teaching you those different things as you go. You probably experienced it as well, where there will be uh, build, like uh, fixing up the ship. And then after that, they'll be encountering some alien language then after that they'll be encountering your first uh battle uh with with uh, with like enemy ships in the sky um and then it will keep unfolding and, and teaching you various things and showing you like a derelict building showing you a transmission tower showing you a trading post uh, but i I've, i find i'm discovering all that organically like um uh-huh. like i i found you know something like a like a radar tower yeah. that you need to craft a chip to activate and once you activate it then you get to pick from four things yeah it's like do you want to see an alien do you want to be directed to something 
alien, something colonial, something um, abandoned like transmission. or transmission. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm doing I'm doing all of that kind of thing, but it, it, it feels like the most organic learning experience I've had in a game for a long time. For me, I'm also, it does feel organic to me. And I was getting frustrated in my first play session because of how little it was telling me. Mm-hmm. But then I actually appreciated the fact that I had to figure that out for myself. Um, and truly, e- even though I was fo- I'm following a path, I can choose to do things in whichever order is necessary to do the next thing. Like my main objective per galaxy is get another fuel cell so I can jump again. And something always screws that up. Uh, Somebody (laughs) kills me um, or I end up going on a tangent, like discovering something today for the first time after seeing your tweet and realizing maybe there's value to staying grounded for a while. I ended up scouring one planet in a bit more detail for, and now I've got a better idea of, of what that is like. Um, sure. but it does feel organic and I was getting a bit frustrated, uh, at times with how little it was, it was telling you, like I, I even, um, ended up screwing myself up slightly. Uh, I died and it damages some elements of your ship. So, I had to repair the uh, thrusters. I had to repair the engine and then I had to uh, repair the hyperdrive eventually and, and weapon systems. And so I got in the ship to leave the space station dock, tapped the thrust button and it goes, it makes like a warning noise. What what sounds to me like a warning noise. Uh, so I had to sort of balance, balance my checkbook of all the different items in my inventory to try and, repair everything because I thought I had to repair it all before I could take off again realized that was impossible and I didn't have enough stuff thinking am I stranded here what what can I do Uh, so I got back in the ship and I just had to hold the thruster button because you hold it down and it still makes the same warning sound but then it takes off and I thought that warning sound was not not yet mate yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay no, I can see that. Um, I think part of the reason that I haven't experienced that is because I've stayed grounded. Sure. Uh, so, like, I've never died. Okay. Actually, in about 10 hours. Uh, only literally in the last planet that I just landed on this morning have there been creatures that are actively hostile towards me. Okay. And you give them a bit of a licking with the mining beam or your bolt caster and they, they turn tail, which is something really cool for me as well. It's not... The enemies are not enemies that will attack you until death. Yeah. They'll realize they're losing this fight. And they'll leg it. Yeah, yeah totally. I haven't had um, that with... Um, so you've not done any space battles or you haven't? Yeah, I, I picked on somebody um, okay. <laughs> and they... Just to see. Sure. Just to see what was happening. Uh, they activated a local distress call, which called in the Sentinel ships. Mm-hmm. So I managed to waste the guy that I was attacking and then waste one of the Sentinel ships and then I just pulse boosted out of there before anybody else could turn up okay. and give me any hassle. So it was a bit of a skirmish. Mm. I came off better for it, but I couldn't loot anything or, you know, I just ran away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm on my third life now. Uh, right. And I'm on my third ship. And the only ships I've been getting of the abandoned crashed ones. I've, I've picked them up, swapped my stuff over and, and repaired them rather than 
Because you can also um, make an offer for other people's ships in yeah. the space station. Um, or or if they land at uh, an outpost. Okay, like a training if, post, you can... Yeah, if you're, if you're at one of the buildings on any planet and you will notice sometimes other ships come in and land. Sure, yeah. They're all, they're all, I mean, they're all very cavalier about ownership of their ships. Yeah, like at yeah, the right you know, price, everyone is willing to give up everyone, their belongings. Yeah. Um, so I've done that to look at what the future might hold. Right. Or what the cargo bay might hold. <laughs> yes. Uh, because I think we'll get to it later when we're talking about the negatives. Like, I feel like the the game is heavy on the uh, inventory balancing. Yeah, like, it is. But no. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, so I'm yeah, on my third ship, but uh, okay. I, I had my starting one. Mm-hmm. Then later I unlocked the bonus content. So I got my new ship, which had a couple more uh, slots. Mm. And then I made an offer on somebody on a spaceship for uh, in a space station for a very nice dragonfly-looking spaceship. <laughs> it's so cool. It's gold. It looks like a dragonfly. I'm like, I'm having that. <laughs> nice. Whatever the cost. And the cost was actually quite reasonable. So I'm up to like 20 slots on the spaceship. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm close. I think I'm 18. And I've seen one... There was an abandoned one that had uh, 20, but it had four more weapon units than, than I had. So it actually had two less slots for general stuff. Yeah, um, I found like two or three crashed ones and I've ignored them every time just because of the ball ache of repairing them. Sure. Like the, the best one I found only had two more slots than what I was currently riding. Yeah. And it's like, seriously, it's going to take me a day to collect all the bits and pieces that you want me to repair. Yeah, and for me, uh, the the third ship that I'm current I currently own, uh, one of the weapon systems has never been functional because it requires iridium, and I don't know where to get can iridium. Can you dismantle it? I can dismantle it, but extra maybe I'll cargo be. slot. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. not using it, like um, depends on how much you're in dogfighting. I guess like I literally only fly off the surface of the planet to go to another planet. Sure. So I'm not really, like, I haven't encountered anybody because I'm either, like, pulse jumping or... But have you seen the, pi- like, the hostile ship's warning come up with the skull? Not at all. Jeez. Yeah, not at all. Like I say, I've had a very... I'm the action biologist. I'm so peaceful. <laughs> the only dogfight I've had was with the guy that I was just like, oh, I'll shoot him, see what, yeah. see what happens. Um, but, like, I've just landed on another planet today, and yesterday... And all of today has been mainly exploring this planet because it had no negative environment. So you could survive out in the wilderness without having to duck back into shelter or... Or use resources or anything like that, except on your life support. But now, because of finding upgrades or whatever, I've got like a life support upgrade too. So I can probably go like a solid 10, 15 minutes without even worrying about my uh, suit. And not only was it not environmentally hostile. It was lush, full of resources, full of plants, full of animals, and so many things to see, and nothing to threaten me. And I've literally, I've just walked around this planet for about seven hours. <laughs> and every time I've been like, because I scanned all the fauna, it was my second or third planet that I'd scanned all the fauna from. Sure. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll go back to my ship in a minute, because I've scanned all the fauna, you know, mm. should really get off this rock. <laughs> Oh, but there's a question mark over there. Because <laughs> right. my planet exploring style is just park my ship at the first available space. Uh-huh. 
like the first interesting feature that I find, I land, I get out, yeah, and then I don't see my ship again until it's time to leave. Seriously, wow! I, I'm because plutonium is quite uh, commonplace. Yeah, commonplace. Exactly. I'm I'm uh, filling that back up and and jumping just quickly, moving to the next question mark with my ship. Ah, uh, you see, I'm not. Uh, I've already got. I'm nearly on a hundred thousand views walked. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I did find a little bit, but I don't know if it's a glitch. I was reading about something, and it's literally if you melee. Yeah, I'm doing it. And then boost. Yeah, melee say, boost jump. So melee if you if you're sprinting, then yeah. you do the melee, and as the, the melee when you're sprinting does a charge move. Yeah. And, and then you, you boost out of that. Boost. Then you will. It's like a planet. Is it planet side? No. Uh, I'm terrible. Uh, there's a like a game where it's all about the momentum of like jumping and movement. It's an old PC shooter, um, and yeah, like I don't know if that's a thing that they are going to patch out or if that's just a legitimate move. But it's well, vital for me. It's there's vital. a couple of rough edges like that because I do it when I'm in between sprinting. So when my sprint is recharging, because mm-hmm. even if you're not sprinting, you can still melee boost. Yeah. And you do like a, a hop forwards. And especially if you're coming off the side of a hill, it's just like, I'm flying, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to put your boosters on before you hit the floor. Yeah. And you can sort of wait until you get to the to the ground, really. Yeah. Uh, it, will, it will cushion the landing just enough. Yeah. It does make a kind of sickening noise if you screw it up, though. It's like, crack. <laughs> and you're like, there goes my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> I'll heal in a bit. It's fine. Um but yeah, I'm walking around, and that's part of the reason why, like, I'm already on a hundred words in my vocab. Okay. Uh, basically, knowledge stones uh, everywhere, and knowledge that's... stones. Uh, if I find one of the beacons that shows me different places, yeah, uh, I always pick monolith. Sure. Yeah. Because the monoliths tend to have three language stones around them, or knowledge stones. Three, and then the and then the actual. If you get it right. Um. Here's a question on the get it right thing. Uh, yeah. I'm safe scumming. Um, I'm not. I am. I am landing nearby, uh, getting out, which makes a checkpoint. Uh, and if I make, I, I try my hardest. I think long and hard about making the right decision on those things and with all the other logic puzzles. And if I fail, then I load my safe. <laughs> but you're doing that because you're flying. Yes, you wouldn't have. Well, you can also open the beacons up, which are usually close by, but maybe not. No, I just had one. The the last planet I've landed on today, which is Irradiated Winds, uh, it's got, for the first time, checkpoints that I've seen underwater. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't Uh, seen any water. I knew there were water controls in the menus, but I hadn't seen any of that yet. Yeah, uh, there's there's actual underwater species that I've been scanning and stuff. Hmm. Um, I feel a bit like a graceful dolphin because when my oxygen is getting low, I just power out of the water with the boost. Right. Fling myself into the air like... Breathe as much as possible and then splash back down into the water. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the water's like super irradiated. So, you know, okay. I'm burning through resources because I'm having to keep. But the first thing I landed at a place, which was a beacon, was like, okay, look for a advanced settlement. Your advanced settlement is 26 minutes that way. <laughs> and then I found like nearby was a question mark, which was another beacon. And it was like, okay. Uh, there's a ruin, and it's 28 minutes that way. And that's the longest sort of time I've ever seen, because normally it tells you like it could be like between 6 and 10 minutes walking sure. or whatever. 
but this is saying it's like half an hour real time on foot. Yeah. Not that, getting distracted. Well, there's the, <laughs> the boosting speeds up, but that's still a fair. Yeah. yeah you're playing it um, honestly, I'd say. <laughs> no, it's not even honestly. I'm playing it like uh, the, the one thing I really love about this game is that I know there's been controversy about the multiplayer, but at the same time, I'm really glad there isn't any. Sure. Um, so this is this is where this is what I know from when they were talking about the game before release. They were talking about the potential to see other players. Like, yeah, you're, it's very unlikely that you will ever see another player because the game is just that big. Yeah, and that sounds really cool to me. Like, if this game had multiplayer, like they went to the effort of making multiplayer features, but so there was still the possibility of it happening. But then most people never saw another player. Then the then the the, the coin the kind of feeling that you may encounter someone adds something special to it. Every time you saw a ship passing over your head, you could be like, "Oh, that could be another person." Yeah. Whereas you know, now that now that it's very clear because it's impossible for there to be multiplayer without them actually uh, acknowledging that in like the box on the PS4 game and stuff like that, it's impossible for them to hide features uh, at a system level uh it takes a bit of the magical sheen off of it for me but i don't think so i see it the other way like uh there's been a lot of games in the last sort of couple of generations that for me have been ruined by the addition sure okay of of multiplayer like uh one of the big ones was uh burnout was it burnout no uh, need for speed sorry yeah, don't touch uh, Burnout. Burnout's fine. Yeah, no, Burnout was fine, but Need for Speed when it was always online and you're like, well, I might need to pause and go for a wee. Or you're sure. coming, you know, it's always online even when you're within an instance of a race. So yep. you're racing ahead, you're number one, you're boosting as hard as you can and you're being amazing and then some dick from nowhere comes in the opposite lane of traffic deliberately to screw you up. Like, mm-hmm. that for me is, like, drop that game, I'm never going to play it again. Yeah, I thought that this game, I thought No Man's Sky didn't have a pause, but then the the, the start button just yeah. pauses the game fully. Like it yeah. does, It's not running in the background. Um, no, your inventory is not paused. It may slow down time slightly, but it's not paused. Um, yeah. But yeah, the options menu does stop it. Fully pause it, yeah. But um, at the same time, I would, I would absolutely hate it. Like what I'm enjoying doing at the moment, like and what I think I'm going to do in a, you know, probably in the next few days, is just put on a Spotify playlist in the background and just go mooching about because what I'm really loving is like, oh, I'm going over here. Oh, there's a massive reserve of gold. I'm going to collect that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over to this next question mark. I'm going to take off. I'm doing it. It's the first game I've played where there's no pressure at all right. to do anything. Other like, than what you set up for yourself, really. Yeah. It's really, you know, like, okay, the mission is there. But there's no critical, oh, the end of the world is coming. Some big bad guy has like the magical axe of poo and is going to kill you if you don't get to him or whatever. It's nothing. There's literally, because I haven't seen either of the Atlas or the Nana and Polo or yeah. whatever. And, and we don't know what the end game is. And no. hopefully we won't know for, for a while. Obviously someone's no. going to storm it. They're just going to be there all the time, jumping as quickly as they can to get to the center. Like, wasn't well, there, Jonathan- didn't somebody say that they'd finished the game? They did it in 30 hours, but that was before the day one patch. And what did that change? Do you know? No, I didn't read really about it because I didn't want to spoil it about it. I just, you know, it was basically Sean Murray had said. Shipbuilding, maybe. 
Uh, and no, and the procedural generation changed a lot as well. Okay. They it basically maxed out everything, mm. um, which is why they asked nobody to play it before or in public, you know. But um, yeah. no, they were saying that like okay, before the day one patch, it was possible to do like a thirty-hour playthrough, but sure. then you would literally ignore everything. Um, yeah, that's not what this game's about. Like, no, I think Jonathan. Jonathan, I know has warped sixteen times. Okay, he's probably he playing me like me, but to to an extent. Well, he took two days off as well. He had two days off work. Okay, so basically, just played through both days, and and he told me that he'd warped sixteen times, but he was he told me that literally a lot of that was stopping to get the resources to make his warp cells. Yes, same. And for then me. warping out again. You yeah. know. It's the only thing you've got to stop for, and you could probably get to a point where you're min-maxing that and you have just the materials necessary for, for creating... Yeah, once cells. it's in your memory, you know exactly that you need zinc, iridium, and whatever yeah. you know, to make the suspension fluid. Then you make the suspension fluid into the antimatter. Then you make the antimatter into the warp cell. You know exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, if you want to ignore the rest of it. But what I like is, like... I've unlocked so many blueprints that I haven't even looked at for my weapon. Yeah, there's tons, uh, and there's no slots for them for me. Um, yeah, no, my I've got a 12-slot weapon, and it's full. Wow. Um, but again, it's full on gentle stuff. Like, my bolt caster is just the baby thing on the bottom. <laughs> You've got stuff for mining, basically. My mining is just cuts through steel, rock, whatever, like butter. It's just like... <laughs> okay, that entire that entire block of iridium, that that's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> that's in your pockets. In seconds. Um, so how how have you got that? Is that because of your play style of, of collecting stuff? Spending your time collecting more than bouncing around, I guess. It has yeah, I led guess to so. you I, being in a better position. Well, let's just put it this way. In the last planet that I was on, before the one I've just landed on and started exploring now, the last one that I did, which I collected all 10 species and yada, 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 yeah. I think I unlocked something close to 30 waypoints. Wow. Okay. On that one planet. I covered miles and miles of distance over that planet. Mm. Um, so how how much money have you got in the over game? Over half a mil. Half a million. Okay. Yeah, because I've got... But I've blown, like, the last ship that I bought was 600,000. Okay, okay. Because I've, <laughs> I've seen ships for um, four and a half million. Yeah. I've seen... The, the most expensive I've seen is 1.4. But the when my golden grasshopper, um, <laughs> I I paid through the nose and I paid like six hundred and seventy thou for it. Sure. So um, I've I've got a milestone, but that milestone isn't being reached because now I'm back under that level. So I have to pass what my most expensive was. Yeah. I think the most I've ever had was about six hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah, and you and spent I blew it blew it all on a ship and started again. And you're nearly back to where you were now. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, but for, that's like, it, it's exponential. Yeah. You'll end up getting better equipment to more quickly mine. You'll know the best places to go. Um, you'll know how to identify. Because you end up, like, you, you learn through doing. You end up identifying what different minerals are based on their icon. Um, yeah, like, uh, there's a lot of plants that give platinum straight up. Yeah. I just don't bother because it's not worth the same as uh, aluminium, for example. Gold, titanium, yeah. Titanium. Um, copper as well. Is it? Never seen copper oh, as really? yet. Oh, really? 
Okay. Yeah, and I've got two or three upgrades that really need copper. It's, to- it's just going to be based on it only being on some planets, I imagine. And you've seen way less planets than me, but yeah. I've seen I've seen one outpost in ten planets. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen you know whole arches of iridium. Okay. You know, like like you said, you ne- you've never found iridium, but right. I've seen places which just have like arc de triomphs you know, yeah. of iridium, and you're just like <laughs> burn it all. <laughs> It's, um, it's the walls be- of aluminium are super impressive. The walls? Oh, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, you just find like entire monoliths of aluminium in hmm. places, and you just like. <laughs> it's going to be cool talking about this game as we progress, like seeing different stuff, comparing ships, especially if we continue to play with a like the way we're each individually playing. Because I'm I'm going to slow it down a bit, uh, mainly because I am over stretching. I'm getting I'm getting shot down because I and I'm and I'm wasting time uh mining because I don't have the equipment for it. But I'm yeah. but I'm experience, I'm still experiencing different stuff as we go along. Uh Yeah, I think I think it's really super interesting like and I think putting a little bit of a role on your character as well helps. Sure. Like it never says that, but the way I wanted to do it was basically what's important to me in life and is words and animals. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I've really gone out of my way in No Man's Sky to look for words and animals. Yeah. So I'm scanning every little piece of uh, fauna that comes my way. I'm, uh, you know, collecting a huge dictionary. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think the gold trophy on PlayStation is 150 words. And yeah, I'm not even touching the, scratching the surface of the game, and I've nearly got the gold trophy for lexicon, you know? Right. And I've got the silver trophy, or I've got the silver trophy already for walking and words. I'm just so. um, all of the different, like, because you can go and see in your journey, you can see stats and milestones uh, across, like, what is it eight or nine different categories, maybe ten yeah. categories. And I'm, I've got the only one I'm missing is this one about surviving for a length of. That's something to do with the patch, though, because according to what Jonathan told me, like in the beginning, it would just be like whenever you were using resources or whatever to, you know, because your suit is running out of power every time you're on a planet. Yeah. That would count as a hostile environment. What it counts now is extreme hostile. So I know, for example, an extreme temperature range Mm -hmm. is minus 70 or plus 40. So Madrid right now would <laughs> constitute, you know, an extreme temperature range. But if you're above that or below that, then that counts as the extreme survival. Okay, because I've been in, I've been on um, planets where it there's a storm running more often than there isn't. So it's extremely low temperatures mm. most of the time. So I imagine that's what that is. But I st- I don't see other than other than um, testing yourself what what that would be. For like what 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 would that be in service of? To no, do I mean that? maybe maybe there's better minerals or different things on these planets. Not, like right, that. okay, so like risk reward for the yeah. location. Like I landed on a planet uh, the other day that had basically it was Earth conditions, but it had nothing. Sure, it was just pottering about like yeah, this is boring. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was really something really cool I noticed as well. That, like, we have to give credit where it's due in a game that is procedurally generated. We know this. Yeah. It's an algorithm or whatever, but at the same time, it's a small game. I mean, it's like four gig. It's small and the 
variety i guess is one thing that is t- is turning people away is that you feel you could feel if you're not if you don't feel invested and you're not enjoying yourself as much as we are you could feel after the length of time we've put in that you've you're just running a loop of the same thing and it's not for everybody like the the loop of uh mining to then upgrade your ship if you're not interested in the eventuality of having an awesome ship with an awesome weapon and loads of different stuff and a vocabulary and a, a, a library of creatures that you've you found. Like if none of that interests you, then the only thing you're left with is the fact that it looks cool and that you're the from going from ground level up into space. Is, is awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But even then, than, warping when you're in space is so cool as well. Like, yeah. not even warping, using the pulse jump. Using the pulse jump and seeing the horizon yeah. uh, of the planet, like, that you're circumventing. Like, seeing seeing you approach the destination is really cool. But what I really like is just powering straight at a planet with a pulse jump. Sure. Because it auto cuts off when you enter the atmosphere. Yeah. And it looks like you're going to smash through it. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like you're going to punch a hole through a moon. Or a space station as well. You know, and then your engines kick in and you start going into, uh, you know, like the the re-entry burn. Yeah. And like today I was still, because I still, I had my boost and then my pulse jump on. So when the pulse jump kicked off, I still had the boost. Mm-hmm. So I was actively boosting still towards the surface yeah. of the planet. I was like, pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> Managed to finally just whiz across some mountains. Like, I, th- I don't know if you can crash. I think it will automatically buffer. Ah, oh, don't spoil it. I thought I'd done, I, pulled off some deadly pilot heroics. I think a lot there. of this game is the mysticism of what it, what might be happening and what could be happening and creating that story for yourself, as you're saying, like creating a role for yourself. If you're not willing to do that, then this game does come down to raw mechanics. And yeah, yeah. if you're, if you've been playing, um, Minecraft or Terraria or Starbound, those games, um, as, as basic as they might look, there's an amazing amount of stuff going on. There's so much stuff going on, like Terraria, so many mechanics that feed into what you're kind of also doing in No Man's Sky. Yeah. That if you're coming from those games and you're playing this, you might feel like it's too thin on the ground. Uh, for me, it, it doesn't because I'm not trying to compare it with something else. I'm I'm unable to compare it to something else because I've not played anything quite like it. It's specifically, in in certain ways, like the scope of the the game world and navigating around and getting from one place to the other feels completely unique. But maybe I've not played Eve I- or Elite. I've seen Minecraft played, and, and what I can notice the difference here is is going back to what I was I was going to say. First of all, is like it's procedurally generated; it's a very small file, you know. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, nothing's balked. You don't land on a planet and everything is like hilariously it messed up, and do, like it doesn't have that open world jank that you'd get from uh, Oblivion. That's the thing, you know, looking at Oblivion Skyrim where supposedly everything is programmed in the way it's... But there's going to be emergent gameplay. Yeah, that's the difference, right? You don't you don't get that here. Like, you land on a planet and everything looks like it belongs. Yeah. Like, Blan- like Blanca, my girlfriend, said to me today, like, oh, you can notice that the creatures are procedurally generated. 
Like she could they're see fucked me. up. Because <laughs> they are some severely fucked up creatures. Like I renamed one and, and uploaded it to the cloud today, and it's called the Dancing Boogler. <laughs> and it's basically like a rat head on like a T Rex body, but with long front arms. Okay. And it, it did the thing. Yeah, yeah, bi- bipedal, which breaks the profanity filter, apparently. Pedal. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't like it. Wouldn't let me upload the word bipedal the other day. But it was doing this thing where it put, like, its paw in front of its snout mm. and then would do, like, a little long-armed wavy dance. Okay. And I was so happy with it. I was just following this creature around it for, like, sounds five like minutes. It sounds like a uh, Mount Your Friends creature or something. It was exactly... Imagine, like, imagine the head of a dog on the body of a T-Rex with super long, thin front arms that occasionally danced and wiggled its arms about. <laughs> and I just followed this thing around. It was a herbivore. I'm like, it's not going to cause me any trouble. And I was just watching it. Like, this dude is the coolest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> but, you know, like Blanco was saying, like, yeah, that's a bit fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, no God created that. You know, there's no creative design or anything. Yeah. But, um yeah, there's no jank involved, which is which is the first thing that's really good. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It just lets you, like with Minecraft, for example, I always felt the pressure. Mm. You know, shit, night is coming. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, get your shelter built. Like you were saying about the forest as well. Like it's sure. sort of a timed run. It's It feels more constrained because you're always at the, at the will of the day-night cycle. Yeah, whereas here... Uh, I actually had it on a planet where the night was kinder than the day because the day was overreaching temperatures. Okay, and it so my resources, like yeah, my, yeah. So th- and in <laughs> the night, it was like, oh, your survival bar for your suit disappears, right? Because wow. the night is actually temperate and and good. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool how it worked. It was like it's a fire planet, but at night it's nice. Yeah, you know. Um, but that's the thing. I don't feel pressured, like because the the ratio is like okay. You need zinc to repower your uh, radiation protection on your suit. Mm. Tiny little bit of zinc will completely refill your energy bar. Sure. Yeah. So your your time on a planet is not a desperate scrabble for the resources you need before you die. Mm. So although technically it's a survival game, it, it doesn't feel like that for me. It feels. It feels. Um Calm. Yeah, exactly. You, you can, you can like, have oh, shit, a, a pleasant time. Yeah. Oh, shit, I've got to get 100 zinc and, you know, before sunset because otherwise my base will explode. It's not doing that to me. Like, you know, I'm putting myself into situations where I burn resources faster, like swimming in, in an irradiated lake. Yeah. You know, stuff like this is like... You're trying to maximize your efficiency and that's what the, that's where the challenge is. Like, yeah. Or but I'm, tra- also, I'm trying it, to jump from galaxy to galaxy as quickly as possible that is a challenge and that's led to me dying because i'm rushing yeah yeah but uh you wanted to talk about some of the negatives so i i, th- I think we can start yeah. talking about the uh the inventory system as we're as we're on this point sure um uh, it does yeah a lot of the game i'm spending a lot of the game managing my inventory and always having a full inventory and having to drop something it feels like that same thing you get for you got from uh, Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. You're trying to you're trying to fit things in, and your if if the platinum that you've got on your suit inventory was in the ship inventory, you could combine it with what's in there already, but you can't your because there's no space, away. or because yeah. you're too far away. Um, 
it's i think it's fine i don't know if it would be better if you could just have like as as much of one material in one slot like there's a plutonium slot and you can put as much plutonium in it as you want i guess that would probably lead to you just you overdoing just mine everything yeah yeah whereas it keeps you honest it keeps you limited and it doesn't cheat that means it doesn't cheapen when you eventually can carry more and it expands yeah, and but that's a huge part of the game, right? A, f- a huge part of the game is going from having a small inventory to a large one. Yeah, there's no point. Like, I wouldn't have dropped 650k on a new ship if it hadn't have had five more slots in the inventory. Sure. Than I, what I already had, you know. And I think the menu works quite well. Like, clearly, it's just the Destiny menu system. Totally. A lot of the aesthetic is also very much Destiny, and I think that the lore. And the l- language and the fact that the alien race that you're interacting with are called the Viking with a apostrophe. Well, you are. It, it well, maybe. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, that's, Actually, no. I now I'm with the Viking after after okay. jumping into the second system. Yeah. But the first system was nothing to do with the Viking. Okay. All. Wow. Because I'm. It's all Viking for me. Um, I'm literally. I I know like 15 words hmm. out of my hundred is Viking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that from the menus to the lore and to the aesthetic feels like a, co- a combination of Destiny and Halo. And obviously yeah. Destiny is from Bungie who did Halo. So it feels inspired by that at, at the very least down to potentially ripping off the the menu, the, the snap of the menus, the, the, the sort the of circle filling circle, in, yeah. the, um, the icon, the color scheme. But yeah, the the icons of stuff in your inventory is even all... down to the even down to the heraldry of the the races. Yes, you exactly. notice if you get the banner flags hanging down, it would right. be something that wouldn't be amiss in the tower. You know exactly. Well, you're there's a mode in the on, in the verses in in Destiny where you're carrying a banner, like the flag looks like those banners that are floating around. Yeah. Um. um so I do. I, th- I think I because the menus. I think because the menus work well. Did it? It takes a sting out of having to sit in the menus all the time, and it does. It to some extent, there's there's a little bit of sacrifice to it as well. Like uh, you know, I came today and I had like uh, three Gek charms. Gek is another race. They're, okay. they're the guys that I've been hanging out with. Um, <laughs> Playing poker. Oh yeah, totally. Because uh, I know half their language now, so it's awesome. Because <laughs> um, I never screw up on their monoliths or anything. Because I now understand enough of their language to just be like, oh, that's what you want me to do. That's sure. Cool. Whereas with the Viking is just like I failed on my first monolith today because I literally could only see one word, yeah, out of the language, you know. Um, I need to word, I, w- I need to learn the word for not and no exactly because you see a sentence and it says do this. It's like, yeah. Well, maybe it's, it's supposed to say don't do this because <laughs> <laughs> you you don't even know if the grammar is going to be the right way around either. Sure, you know? exactly. But, um, no, but I I find what I what I do sacrifice is the little bits and pieces that you pick up mm-hmm. sometimes to my detriment. Like I, I sold two neutrino modules today because uh-huh. they come up as green as in like that stuff to sell. Yeah. Like if you get a Gek charm or a Viking blade sure. or something like that, they come up in the green color and that generally means it's like, you assume that they don't have any other purpose. Exactly. And then one of the things I had to craft for my, or I could craft for my ship it's like two neutrino modules. I'm like, nah, balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It is a bit annoying. 
but it gets better as you learn to sacrifice. Sure. Like you've got a hundred carbon module, fucking throw it. You know, if you need to pick something else up, pick the lowest thing you've got and throw it. Yeah. Because the survival aspect isn't that harsh that, oh my God, you're going to need that carbon in three minutes. Yeah. You will always, and that's also feeding into it that it's designed to never piss you off so much. Like you will never, you, it's not possible to be stranded. So the core elements that you need to launch, uh, all the way up to hyperspeed basically, um, are around you are around on most planets. Yeah. Similar thing. I've never fallen into a crevasse that I can't boost out of. Because you can walk up pretty steep hills. You've got the Skyrim horse walk. That's what you've right. got. You've got the <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls horse walk. That like worst possible scenario, you go up at forty five degrees and you can stick to any surface. Yeah. Um. At the same time, like I've like today, I fell into a crevasse mm. on a mountain. Like, yeah, it hurt, but it wasn't that that tall that I couldn't physically jetpack my way out sure uh so so there's a lot of that to it um it's clever it's clever in the way it's designed aware of how a user might mess themselves up yeah that goes back to the jank as well you're never going to be like oh it's procedurally generated and i dropped into a crevasse that i literally have no escape from yeah and i've not had any except for that the uh hud flashing Mm -hmm bad messages at me i've not had any bugs like i've not gotten gotten stuck in any scenery or i crashed the desktop i had a crash i had a crash that's true i did have a crash and uh it wasn't too bad i came back and i'd lost like 90 seconds it could have been i I lost about 15 minutes but that was because i'm on foot yes right okay so i i only save when i find a beacon and i it was literally the last beacon then i'd gone to two monoliths yeah and they don't save Mm-hmm. so luckily i found them again i got the words again and then ran back and and saved but yeah uh, the inventory thing i i don't know if i would count it as that much of a negative i feel that's necessary then, right it's kind of necessary yeah, for what the yeah, game because is you'd, you'd completely balk the economics like if i could literally walk into the nearest space station with pockets full of plat- platinum like i can carry 20 things in my exosuit because i found upgrades and paid for upgrades in these space stations and stuff. And you I can, can pay, like, you could buy upgrades in the space station. No, in drop pods. Have you found drop pods on planets? I found a couple. I don't right. know how. I don't know what to look for. Any drop pod that's like a sort of pyramidal shape, sure, will contain a exosuit upgrade. But that's just random exploring planets. Random exploring planets. That's how I've got it all. But I've got like twenty slots in my suit. Nice. Now imagine that I went to a planet that was like gold rich or whatever. Yeah, you could have ma- like infinite, near infinite, infinite gold, gold yeah. near infinite like platinum, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you go to the nearest space station, and you just crash the entire galactic economy, yeah, by going, "Oh, gold's worthless now." By the way, right? <laughs> um, that is one thing to take advantage of as well. If you can hang on to stuff, those little percentages make the difference. Like if you're selling bulk stuff. Mm-hmm. Because again, managing your inventory, do you take resources you need or resources you can sell? So in my early planets, uh, I got a lot of iridium. Not yeah. iridium, iridium. Iridium. No, what's it called then? Iridium. With the blue. Iridium. The- no, it's with an E. It's a green, like like the plutonium rocks, but it's green. Okay, yeah. Iridium or something, I don't know. But uh, it's like an emerald. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was filling my pockets with that and then going off and selling it. Yeah. 
and making dope money because it was like 2.5% above the galactic, uh, galactic average. Is that based on which space station you're in? Like those, or, those? yeah, because on some planets as well, you find remote trading posts. Sure. You can either find them in the outpost or literally yeah. sometimes you will come across a floating trading post. Sure. But just to explain, basically, you, you go in, you can sell, buy and sell stuff at different places and it's got a percentage for that location yes. of if it is what you're buying or selling giving you more or less than the average of the universe. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, I mean, I don't know. It depends if you just want to empty your inventory, which mm. is fair enough. And sometimes, if you definitely, if you're looking on planet side stuff, um, a lot of outposts which have a trading post also have a potential to call your ship. So, because you fly around a lot, there's the maybe it doesn't matter to you, but because I go on foot, you get call to an outpost. Starship. Call starship. Yeah, you will need to craft a bypass chip, but the costs are negligible. It's like ten iron. Yeah. yeah. And ten something else like zinc, zinc or whatever, yeah, and it's like negligible cost. And you use that bypass chip on that computer, and you can bring your starship to that location. So, like bat, bat, uh, Batman vehicle, exactly drives itself. Over. Yeah, you just remote call your starship to your location. That seems useful. That seems... also it doesn't cost you any thrust or anything for that. Oh wow! Okay, so it doesn't even use the system, the the inventory, because otherwise, exactly. I guess you could game it. Like you could. You could basically, if you didn't have plutonium nearby, you could use a cool starship thing to, exactly. to move over. I mean, they're not in every location, but generally what I find is once I've walked about seven minutes away from my ship, yeah, I'll find a location which has a core starship function. So you, you, you basically can't be more than 10 minutes away from it's getting to your starship. It's difficult. And yeah. then if you call it, you can also sell from your starship inventory. Okay. Because the other thing is if you're walking, like if I'm out in the wilderness by myself and stumble across a... You can always send stuff to your starship, but you can't recall it. Okay. So basically, you know, sometimes you come across and you're like, shit, I've got three Gek charms and a fascination bead in my <laughs> in my starship inventory, which is like 50Ks worth of treasure. Yeah, yeah. But it's in my starship inventory and I'm like 15 minutes away from it. You just call it over. Well, if you've got the chance, yeah, it's like yeah. negligible cost to call your ship over. But if you don't, you can't get that stuff out of that inventory. Sure. You can only sell if your starship is in the same vicinity as you. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, the other negatives? Um, I was going to talk about the PC version at okay. this point. Yep. So um, PS4 came out on... Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday um, night. I got it Wednesday. Yeah, so it was... It's clearly been supported to, to some extent by Sony. It's a it's a platform exclusive, at least for consoles, and it's been on their stage for for years now. Um, so it came out on Friday for PC. Uh, they announced late that it was coming out a few days after. I think they were going for a. I'm not sure. I think they were going for a launch in both on both platforms at the same time. Eventually, uh, it ended up being Friday, and when it when it launched. It had a terrible launch. Basically, Steam reviews are super negative because the game was available before the day one patch by 15 minutes. And so people immediately got on. They were having uh, frame rate in the in the tens, like mm. 10 or lower. 
and couldn't play. And then 15 minutes later, the, the patch came out. And, and for me, the game is fine. Um, I saw um, Giant Bomb were playing on Friday as well, uh, around the same time I was. So they had the patch and it was not performing brilliantly. They have a 770, which is a kind of mid-range, better than my previous one, better better than anything you've got, Tom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But on my 980 Ti, uh, I'm running with max setting 60, locked to 60 frames, but there is a 90 frame option and a a max frames. Uh, People are saying to turn V-Sync off, which improves, could improve it, but I've got it on and my PC is a monster and it's holding up well. I I can't compare it to PS4 to know what's different. Um, But the one thing that I think I'd be turned off of the PS4 version uh, is the frame of view. Uh, And it's quite like, it's quite tight on, on PC as well. So I'll explain. I don't know if you've noticed it, but basically your viewing angle feels very, very, Close. Compressed. Compressed. I have noticed it when when sprinting and scanning. Sure. So if I'm running to a particular location, but every so often hitting my scan button, um, I do notice that I have to look left and right to yeah. see if, like, because I have this sort of, like, 60-degree cone of vision. In I think it's, like, 70, 75 by default on PC, which I imagine is the frame of view for PS4. But basically, mm-hmm. that's a... That's a degree of viewing angle, yeah, seventy-five degrees. So ideally, you'd want to see, you'd want to have, well, <laughs> I don't know, one hundred and eighty. Well, yeah. basically, three sixty would break your brain. Like but- <laughs> we talking, yeah, like we're talking on on uh, VR. Like it's mm-hmm. a similar problem where you can sort of see the sides, whereas on this, it's the, it's the size of your TV, so it feels like you're not able to see your on your periphery as much as you would like playing another first person shooter for PC. You can go up to a hundred and as low as 60. Uh, and I've got it set to max and it still feels a little bit claustrophobic, but it's fine. But I whenever say, I'm now looking at PS4 footage, I, I don't think I could, I could deal. Basically. I haven't, I haven't noticed it obviously cause I have nothing to compare it to. Sure. Um, what I will say, I don't know. I've, I have this weird thing where third person P- games, make me a little more motion sick than first person games like playing uncharted 4 for example i had when you're trying to search for things yeah and you're rotating around a character let's say that you know there's some treasure in that room yeah or a hidden object and you're trying to look for it by spinning the camera around your character mm-hmm. that makes me feel a lot more unwell than any first person games um interesting what i have noticed with this is that yes if i'm moving at a fair clip and still want to see what's in my periphery, I do have to turn the stick yeah. to look around. As I say, hasn't caused me a problem Sure. as yet. Um, I guess it would be really cool on VR. Um, yeah, yeah, that seems I don't like know, it would be like, good. Especially it, the spaceship parts. I'm not sure about the planet exploring parts. But and you're, the, not, you're not really whipping around that quickly in, in the no, spaceship. The, walks, the walk speed yeah. on planet is tame. We're not talking uh, how to say like everybody's gone to the rapture or something like that, which was slammed for its slow walking. Is, this, speed. Did, is that slower than this? Does that? Yes, yes, it is. But you're, it's supposed to be a gentle scroll, uh, stroll through an English country village. Yeah, it's, it's intentional, and this is all. Where, I imagine this is also intentional. 
Yeah, whereas this is like, okay, you may have to, co- or you have the possibility to cover miles and miles and miles on foot across an alien landscape. Yeah. But you have your sprint capacity. Um, but even in space, it's a gentle drift. You know, mm-hmm. I find like I launch out of a planet, then I level out and I just sort of spin myself around. The only thing you'd have trouble with is the, the dog fighting, which you've not yeah. done too much. Um, so, yeah. I th- do you feel like it's too slow on the ground? Not really. Um, I mean, knowing the, the melee boost yeah. trick. Which I think uh, is just an advanced move. I'd like, I, I would be shocked if they remove that. Yeah, I don't think there's any... It's not game-breaking. I tend to yeah. take care... I, I take care when there's species around because I don't want to act accidentally get in a fight by melee, you know, like <laughs> boost elbowing my way through an otherwise Pacific creature. Mm-hmm. So if I notice there's a lot of like animals knocking about, I, I tend to just use my sprint or walk. Yeah, But again, that, that dials back to how I'm playing the game where I don't feel the walking speed is an issue because I'm taking my sweet time and i don't care about anything else that's happening i am just literally oh what's that over there gonna go have a look Mm -hmm. if i get there now or if i get there in 25 minutes i mean i literally walked today i did 15 minutes real time strolling over landscape to get to a point (laughs) my spaceship was only two minutes behind me i could have turned around jumped in the spaceship and hopped over there sure but for me, like you said earlier, the resources that you have to spend, because I get at the moment like four jumps to a tank. Yep. Yep. That's the, the case for me too. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm or not going to go out. Four and, launches. Four launches. Yeah. Like, I am. Fuck that. I'm not going to go like looking for that much plutonium just to power. But it's kind of everywhere. You walk. just, you, you click the stick, you see the red yeah, logo. Yeah, I know, but it's like, it just seems lazy. You know? It feels waste, waste, uh, Wasteful. Yeah. Wasteful, that's it, yeah. No, and it reminds me of, you know, a girl I used to know in university, and we used to walk everywhere together, and then she got a car. Yeah. And then we never walked again. Right. You know, fuck that. <laughs> or, Leave it. Technology, like, yeah. <laughs> can you do, like, I'm um, I'm actually enjoying doing the the number sequence puzzles They're pretty easy. Head. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Yeah. The ones I've found so far, it's always, like, cycle numbers or work out how many times it's been multiplied. Yeah, or, you know, multiplied by itself, minus one each yeah. time. Yeah. It's nice. Um, but yeah, but it, it's, that's the it's kind just, of thing. That's the kind of thing that you would... Uh, those skills get forgotten when technology comes in. Yeah. Like, ha- calling someone on the phone, who does that anymore? Wa- yeah. Walking, who does that anymore? Po- Pokemon made people walk more than I've walked in the last <laughs> 10 years. Uh, it's exactly that, you know, and that's how I'm playing No Man's Sky. It's this calm, for me, This it's a calm space exploration game. Like, I felt maybe it would have even been cheapened if they'd have put, like, Ubisoft-style collectibles. Because I love, you know I love that kind of game anyway. I'm like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the Skinner Box poster boy. If you, if you had um, a menu with the whole, the whole of the game with yeah. numbers of how much... Of it, like a percentage of it, of it you'd seen, you'd probably go insane. We were talking or about this today because we were maybe talking you'd about changed. Maybe you would change how you play it. I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, we were talking about this today because of Uli, right? Uh, our friend Ulysses, who is a uh, he's a beast for hundred percenting the hardest games ever. 
Super Mario. Uh, no, not Super Mario. Um, yeah, Super, Super Meat Mario Boy. Galaxy. Yep, Super Meat Boy, Super Mario Galaxy. He both Super Mario Galaxies. He has all stars. Right. This kind of collectible, but also insane things. Mm-hmm. He, he that's his bag. Um, you know, he punched through the witness in like a week. Oof. You know, whereas I got about twenty percent in and pff, left it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. And he keeps telling me I have to get back to it. But at the same time, like we were talking, we were making jokes today. Like we gave him a copy last week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we didn't tell him there were 18 quadrillion planets because <laughs> he would try and go and find them. <laughs> like that would be his thing. It would be like, right. Uli has actually died. <laughs> you know, I was reading some statistic, like with the amount of planets they've got, it would take the entire of humanity working mm. together 10 years to see everything that No Man's Sky has to offer. Maybe but tell we were thinking, Yeah, yeah, but we were thinking, Uli will do that by himself. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find a way. Yeah, we'll come back in a month and a half. He's like, yeah, I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Every planet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to find. I don't know how often it is. Like, I'm not really renaming things. There's too much. You'd have to like you could you can rename every um everything you discover basically yeah. every species it. every every post every planet every galaxy. Um, I did my first one. I did I did dancing boogler was my <laughs> was my first one. So if yeah something's particularly special, I'll probably name it. Yeah, the the wobbly arm little dog rat tyrannosaur was pretty cool, so I named him. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was like okay, you know. I'm going to put Wolford's Hope out there somewhere in the galaxy. Like, I'm going to find a, a, a nice spot to call my own. Right. Uh, <laughs> to retire. Yeah, but if I don't think anybody's going to... stop playing the game, you have to name, name that place. But this is, one, this is one thing I was thinking about today as well. This is a game that I don't really see an end for. I'm, that kind of um, concerns me with the way that I play games. Like, mm. I know I will not stick with this to close any kind of loop that there is in the game. I will play enough to feel satisfied that I've experienced it and can talk about it and feel like have, have fun memories of it. But for the reason why I sometimes feel like I'm wasting my time playing Overwatch or or an online game compared to something that I can say, yeah, I, I finished all of that and I can share that singular experience with somebody else. You can't do that with this. What you can do is you can talk about, in the same way we talk about something crazy that happens in Overwatch, we can talk about what you've seen in yeah. in this game. Yeah. Um, and sort of tell your story of, of like it, it's like my favorite part about this chat we're having is that we've played it in completely different ways. And as you said, it's, it's based on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, looking at the game differently. It's not, not only looking at the game it. differently, but also, like, I think it would have been cheapened somehow if we'd have started on the same planet. Like, if we'd have had this conversation and said, yeah, I went left at the beginning and yeah. I went right, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have the same thing. What what happens is we've kicked up this game, we're, we're playing completely different personality styles, and we've, you know, you start in an entirely different region to me. Your your entire dealings to date has been with a race that is somebody I've just discovered. Yeah. You know, so you get this entirely different playthrough. Like I say, Jonathan as well, he's just, 
he said that he followed the Atlas story. Mm-hmm. Then he followed the Nadaran uh, Polo story. Yeah. And now he's not doing anything. He's just zooming around. Does he have a third thing that he can be doing? No, he's just, he's just fucking about now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, you can choose two, you can choose not, or you can choose two for a little bit and then not later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's... And I do fully understand your com- your your sort of concern about wasting time. And the same with Overwatch for me. Like, mm-hmm. I start Overwatch up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a couple more hours of this. And I already know I've put like 70 hours into Overwatch. Yeah, I've, I've put 50, 52 as of today. Yeah, so I put 70 hours into Overwatch, which is so much higher than any game that I've played. Even Fallout 4 didn't right. take me 70 hours to finish. Sure. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. And I finished that game. I got to, I platinumed. Yeah. On PS4, Fallout 4, and I didn't put 70. I maybe at a push, I put around 70 into it. it I have not played a, a single game for this long since the, since my competitive shooter days and competitive scene days. Like I, I put in, um, 300 hours into Burnout 3. Right. Uh, but that's when I was a student. Without too much going on in my life, and I fully now, understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I put, I, I, and you can notice that on Battlefield for me that I put something sure. like four hundred and fifty hours into Bad Company Two. Bad Company Two. That's too. because I had friends that were playing on the same platform. Yeah, and we had like not a clan, but we had a, a squad. Yeah, that would be almost ready to go. Um, Battlefield Three dropped to about two hundred and fifty hours. Mm-hmm. Battlefield 4 struggled to push 100 hours. Sure. Hardline was about 60. Yeah, we played a lot of Hardline as and well. And we played a lot of Hardline, but I didn't ever get even to Battlefield 4 levels and we didn't, of Hardline. Um, and we didn't play anywhere near that much for, for um, Max Payne 3 either. I think maybe no. 30 or something? I 30, can't or, 30 or 40 hours. Like, yeah. If you count going through the campaign, which I did a couple of times, then yeah, you could probably... But what I'm saying is like, yeah, I've got so much stuff in my library and I've put 70 hours... Stu yeah. would probably make a joke about that being 70 indie games, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, you know, it is that guilt level of like, okay, had I played my guitar for 70 hours, I'd probably be a bit of a beast on that right now. Yeah. But at the same time, playing my guitar doesn't bring me as much joy as Overwatch. Sure. But I think No Man's Sky for me will be one of those games I've always got on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to play I, Deus Ex comes out next week or two weeks um, week after it's hit, so End release schedule is right? Hitman this week then then that and okay. F1 2016 yeah. oh good oh, I can ignore that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come and do some Murray Walker commentary over your races <laughs> but uh, yeah Deus Ex is coming out and probably when Deus Ex comes out I'll ditch No Man's Sky but No Man's Sky will always, always be there for like I'm just going to go look around a couple of planets I think we'll have to see because I don't I don't necessarily trust that that would be the case like it's cool to think the way we're in a good period now where we're really enjoying the game and we don't feel like we've exhausted it by any stretch yeah but like once you get into that rhythm of okay more of the same more of the same more of the same where will it lose you i think it's gonna you're gonna lose interest before you see some grand conclusion to whatever you're doing but i think in that case like once it comes into the losing interest yeah 
you power through to whatever the end game might be. Perhaps. And, and- it happened to me with the the Elder Scrolls games. Like I do very much the same that like uh with Morrowind, for example. Right. Which I recently included in my top seven games or whatever, like Morrowind. I was something like level hundred before I even started the second quest in the storyline. And the problem with those games is that just that just um messes up the remainder of your experience. Yeah, because I've not the really story played like, Morrowind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because any it was like this uber powerful creature is over here threatening a town, go kill it, and I'm just like, fuck off, flick yeah. it, it dies, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I'm so massively powerful. At yeah, that compared point. to having having uh, experience where you've had a challenge. Like I'm, I'm stuck in Fallout Four um, in this factory that I'm trying to sneak in because I'm not powerful enough to do it any other way. Yeah. Whereas you would just come in and just throw a grenade down and and walk through. Yeah, it. just just walk through punching. You know? yeah. Everybody dies. But no, I mean, uh, I think I, the big saving grace for me, especially with a limited hard drive. Hmm. on ps4 is uh, it's four gig so it's not going to be one that gets deleted to make way for something else you know sure i've still got the witcher 3 waiting to go back to to see the two expansions that i bought and never played yeah me too and that's sat on my limited 500 gig hard drive and that's 67 gigs now yeah and i'm like okay if anything i should be deleting that <laughs> i feel really guilty about the witcher yeah. Well, I fin- at least I finished the main game. I I did not. <laughs> yeah, I finished the main game. Uh, I did have the season pass, so I got the two expansions, which apparently are great. Yes. Uh, but I just it's the same with Dragon Age Inquisition. I really, really enjoyed it, but the thought of sitting down and doing it all again mm-hmm. is a bit too daunting. Yeah. When you've got so like in the face of such a horrible release schedule, especially coming into Christmas now. Well, yeah. apparently we've not really started. That this release cycle, yeah, you know, yeah, the season, the season, mm-hmm. I guess, starts this coming week or something like that. Yep. Um, usually, Madden is the thing they say. Madden is the thing that Madden's starts the, the kickoff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep over the two things that I'm definitely going to do after my brief flirtation with deleting Overwatch. <laughs> is keeping Overwatch, which I'm now back into. Yeah, I I was away for a month. Like circumstances led to me not playing it for a month, and then uh, my first few sessions back, uh, I felt strange. I felt bad at the game as well, and I wasn't really enjoying Lucio Ball too much. I, I didn't think, enjoy. I think it more that more. Yeah. I now enjoy it more than more than you do, but um, it felt strange coming back. Now I have the itch to play it. Right? Yeah. Same as I have the itch to play No Man's Sky and Hitman now. Like those three between those three games. I'm set. Uh, I will still buy Deus Ex uh, this coming week. Yeah, because because at the you know it, it goes back to what you said just a couple of minutes ago. There's there's always room for a story based game. Sure, I can play through the Deus Ex story and put it to bed and be like, okay, that was nice. Yeah, or not. But yeah, <laughs> and, and and really, No Man's Sky. If I if I do drop it, I I will feel like it. I I spent my time with it and I enjoyed that and. Yeah, and you've you've done you it can't. the way you know. Like I say, I think this week what it's going to be is playing an hour in No Man's Sky with a Spotify playlist on in the background. Yeah, just listening to music like I would listen to music normally, but you know, at the same time, mining minerals, flying around, scanning new animals. Sure. I don't think that, and that's the beauty of this game for me is there's literally zero pressure. Yeah, there's no pressure on missions, there's no pressure because it's not multiplayer, so nobody's coming around trying to jack your ship or shoot you in the face. Yeah. 
and there's, and there's nothing and it's a perfect listening to music watching a video watching the olympics listening to a podcast game um yeah. because maybe you got to pause it focus on a puzzle uh but there's no cutscenes to get into there's no story to really get into it's all organic it's all what you think of what's going on and what you piece together so okay. it's perfect for that yeah, 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 you can, and and half the time, you know, you can go for three or four hours without seeing anything story based at all. Sure. Like since yesterday, I found like a a, a transmission from Nada and Polo, mm-hmm. and that's it. I haven't seen anything since I played like another eight hours. Yeah, and I've seen nothing from either Atlas or Polo, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was that a dream I had? Did uh, somebody yeah, send me feel, a message? Like, I feel like did did I mess did I mess up that quest line? Did I miss something? I yeah. think I don't. I think that it's there something will happen later on. It will just organically come up. Like I, I have to trust the game a bit more um, because if that was an oblivion and I hadn't heard of that in the last eight hours, I'd, I'd think that storyline's busted. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but it, it's coming back to something that we talked about last week on the podcast or two weeks ago with Rebel Galaxy. Yeah, it was and last week. Re- yeah, mm-hmm. and the reason I disliked it was because it doesn't hold your hand, but at the same time fucks you up. Sure. Whereas this one doesn't. This doesn't hold your hand in any way, mm. but is nice enough to go, yeah, just go and do your own thing. I guess you're enjoying the the, the uh, space flight as well, more. <laughs> yeah, totally, because you can fly in three <laughs> dimensions. Um, so that's good. Uh, because the two games that I've got going at the moment is, is No Man's Sky and Abzu. Oh, you've played a bit of it? Oh, I've played a bit of Abzu, but I'm literally just like, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm floating in space mm-hmm. or underwater. Whatever happens, I'm floating. And you week. just finished playing, um, what's it called? Ah, uh, Adrift. Adrift, yeah. So yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. doing this whole so drifty... I'm literally just floating about in space. That's been my <laughs> month, in my last six weeks, just been twatting about in space. <laughs> Perfect. And it's good. It's good. I can do it. I can, you know, like something like uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, the Chinese room games, you know, DRS. I love this kind of stuff. Just give me open space, nice scenery, mm-hmm. and the, maybe the vaguest hint of a story. And personalizing your experience, whether that's yeah. the way that you're interpreting what's going on, the style that you, that you like, the speed that you play at, yeah, the the ship that you've chosen to to buy and. The weapons yeah, it's great. And you've got, yeah. you know, I saw Jonathan on Facebook today, like, this is my ship. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Yeah. Uh, I saw another guy on, on Twitter the other day, like I am the best miner in the whole galaxy. Cause that's his thing. He's just gone out and he just mines the shit out of a planet. Right. Whereas I'm totally the other way. I'm all about the animals and like, you know, yeah. standing around looking at cool sun sunsets. And- yeah. You're, you're just playing Pokemon snap with a, with a chill, <laughs> With some uh, trip hop playing. Yeah. <laughs> what I might do, what I might do is I might get the sixty-five days of static soundtrack and mm-hmm. actually listen to it as a whole. Right. Because you know, it's like even the music's procedurally generated. Yeah, it's like layers coming in and yeah, yeah. So what I might do is just grab the uh, actual soundtrack and then just put that over the top. You know. Hmm. I know, just give it that little bit more cinematic experience because it doesn't have either the emptiness of a drift or the sort of, I don't know, atmosphere of other story-based games, you yeah. know. Um, I think, you know, the music is a cool idea, but at the same time it doesn't really affect what's happening. 
No. You know, and no. you don't have like in a drift, it's all about the, the little sounds like inside your helmet, like radio transmissions, breathing. Right. This kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll have to check in in a few weeks, see where we are. We might have completely left it by the wayside, but um, I do feel that it's a game that doesn't deserve the negative press it's had. No, I can see exactly. It's an extreme, but I can see where that's come from because people put a certain hype to, behind something. I, th- I I don't think that the developer has done themselves many favors with talking, kind of obfuscating what the game's about. Because yeah. if you try to explain it, you can easily explain what the game is about, right? Yeah. I don't do, think if you do I don't that, think everybody and their mum. Yeah, I don't think everybody and their mum describing it as Minecraft in space is really helping matters no, because it's no. not in no. any way. Like, okay, yes, you collect minerals and you, but that's it. You're never going to get that same feeling from yeah, from this. You're not, no, no. So I would I would recommend that everybody that is listening this far into the podcast because it's about the longest one we've ever done uh, it should probably just check it out for themselves yeah um yeah i'm wondering if we should even put like a spoiler warning at the top because i certainly wouldn't have wanted to listen to this much detail about the game without going in no i think we, we put it in the description that definitely you know if you want to sure. hear our thoughts if you weren't going to play the game but somebody you know like simon wants to play it hasn't got it yet Right. Um, I don't think you should listen to this. Sure. Before playing it. Yeah, but I'll make it clear in the description that we we both recommend the game, um, but it's not without its own. It's a unique thing. It's a discovery. It's It's a discovery, and you know, and the fact of like, I don't know, even walking across a mountaintop towards an unknown question mark and finding yes, it's a monolith. (laughs) Yeah. That's three more words in my vocab plus right, right. potential treasure. That's, I mean, that feeling still hasn't gone away for me yet. Sure. You know. Okay. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. We should probably call it. Yes, Liz. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call that. Um, if you want to ask us any questions about our time with the game or share your opinions and your experience so far, you can get us at podcast at goplaythat.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at goplaythat. We have got a Facebook page. Uh, goplaythat.com and the website goplaythat.com for all your listening to me and Tom needs (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and on that we'll call it thank you very much Tom no worries it's been a pleasure yep bye bye Yeah.